We are united in the Spirit. Teach us today the reality of being in the Spirit with you. Teach us today, Lord, the power of being in the Spirit with you. Show us today, Lord, the blessings and the rewards of coming in unity to not only learn at your feet, Lord, but to pray and to engage you by faith concerning one another and to testify of your goodness. Thank you, Lord, because you are the orchestrator of every process and every stage of this meeting today. So we give it all to you. We say, Jesus, from our hearts to the heavens, it is all about you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 1. It's been widely reported that there is gross sexual immorality among you. The kind of immorality that's so revolting is not even tolerated by the social norms of unbelievers. Okay, so nobody should feel like, oh, Nadia is attacking me today. No, I'm not attacking anybody. We're just going to delve into the scripture and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us what this is all about. So in this um, first verse of 1 Corinthians 5, Paul was referring to sexual sin that was going on in the church. All this crazy things that we keep attacking the world about is things that are common in the church. <laughs> yeah. So he said that the worst thing about that scene that was going on was that it wasn't even acceptable or condoned. So somebody was sleeping with their father's wife. That was what was going on in this church and they were fine with it. And Paul was not there, but he wrote a letter to them that that is not okay because even in the secular world, society as a whole will not tolerate such an activity. Valerie, please, can you read the verse you just read and the second verse, please? Okay. It's been widely reported that there is gross sexual immorality among you. The kind of immorality that's so revolting, it's not even tolerated by the social norms of unbelievers. Are you proud of the fact that one of your men is having sex with his stepmother? Shouldn't this heartbreaking scandal bring you to your knees in tears? You must remove the offender from among you. Mm. Wow. Very direct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very direct. You wonder, what has one person sleeping with the stepmother got to do with everybody else? That's his problem. I'm not going to indulge, but... Well, we've been talking about what goes on in the spirit. And not only does sin crouch on your door, sin is actually infectious. It's very infectious. If you take time and ponder about these things, you will find that sometimes, even within the body of Christ, a church will be known for some sort of sin. If you think about it, you will notice that there's something spiritual there. It's not anything targeted towards any of the leaders per se, but it's something in the spirit that the Lord wants us to see. You see, there was this whole thing going on. I don't want to call churches and I don't want to down anybody, but Paul was very direct here in speaking to the Corinthian church. You can see what has been going on in the media. You see the most recent of them is like, you know, 
the thing that came out of you, you know things that you've heard for so many years before it actually blew up. And that's because you'll find that one person started doing it and it was not treated. If you hear some of the documentaries and you listen to some of the people who brought out the things that were done against them, you find that the leadership did not address it immediately. And so it began to spread like a cancer. Reading this, you wonder why Paul was so stern. You know, where's the grace, Paul? Where's the love, Paul? I know some of us are so quick to that, but in the spiritual sense, sin does not only crouch, it is infectious. If it's not treated, it will keep moving from one person to the other. If it is condoned, then it will end up through not just a person's heart. You know, last week, Fiona told us that the, that door that God told Cain that sin is knocking at your door, Fiona said that door is the heart. So I want us to know that as a collective, as a body, it can knock on the body, the heart of a body. And so in the same manner, it can knock and enter into the heart of a person who opens that door, who opens up their heart to it. In that same manner, it can knock upon our leadership in church. And once it's not taken care of, that means the leadership has opened the door for it to come in and have its way within the, the church. Mm -hmm. And so that was why Paul was not even going to condone this act in any way. He's like, get him out of there. Mm -hmm. Dark and light, they don't mix at all. There's no gray. The devil is crouching, really, and the kingdom of God is really there to bring life and light and joy and peace and all these beautiful things. And the enemy is there to corrupt every beautiful thing that God has made. He wants to corrupt our lives. And this is something that Paul wanted them to take note of. So next verse, please. Even though I am physically far away from you, my spirit is present with you. And as one who is present with you, I have already evaluated and judged the perpetrator. Wow. <laughs> so I know most of us, you know how you'll be having maybe a party or a gathering and somebody's like, oh, I'm going to be there with you in spirit. <laughs> most of us don't know what it means to be in spirit. When Paul says he's in spirit, his spirit is actually there. His spirit is actually there judging the situation. So there's a, a lot of meat in this chapter 5. Paul is saying that I am going to sit there in your midst, not in bodily form, but in the spirit, I'm going to judge that demonic force in that person he's going to have other translation says i've already concluded my verdict in the name of the lord jesus christ so when you gather in the spirit 
We are actually spirit beings gathering in the name of Jesus. I want us to see as if we are encased in the name. As if we are in this amazing cocoon in the spirit. Even though our flesh is there, our spirit is well and alive there. So Paul as a spirit being, even though he's not physically there, he can be present there as well. And he is sitting as judge over that situation. I want you to think of the way these people operated. Yeah. He's not going to be there inactive. When we say, oh, I'm going to be there with you in the spirit. You know, you can be having that Bible study and I'll be there in the party and I'm going to be like having this nice little chips and be chatting away and I've told that person I'm, that I'll be with you in the spirit. There's no way. You don't even know the scripture that is read there. You don't even know what took place at that Bible study. You're not there in the spirit. Yes, you're going to be thinking about them, but you're not there in the spirit because if you're there, you will know what is going on. When Paul said he was going to be there in the spirit, he said he was going to sit to judge, but he's going to be present in the spirit. So anybody who was spiritually alert would have sensed Paul judging that situation right there. And then they would have opened their mouth and said exactly what they heard Paul say in the spirit. This is mm. I'm bringing us to the awareness of our ability to operate in the spirit. Our ability to be present in the spirit. Like if your loved one is in the hospital and maybe you get an information that maybe he's going through maybe a blood transfusion or he's lying down or and there's something connected to him. Or even if he sends you a picture, you can by faith begin to see yourself present with them there in the spirit and praying over them. And you can actually do it. It takes practice and practice and practice. But it's something that we have to consciously do, knowing that our spirit is not limited to one place. So even though Paul was in a different city, he knew that his spirit was unlimited. Isn't it so amazing that our God is so good to give us, to make it that our main ability and our main personhood is unlimited as he is to do his works and this is very real because i don't know about you but many of us who are very aware of people in the occult they can sleep in the night and they will translate in the spirit and be in the occult and do activities in in the occult the demonic world they do this all the time mm. for demonic things mm. And literally growing up, we heard stories of where if they would lie face up so that their spirit would leave in the middle of the night to do all that mm. stuff. When they are out at that meeting, you hit their body, you hit the body. They don't move. I know many of us have heard these stories before. They are real. If you flip that body upside down, we are told that most of those people will come back and if their body is already flipped upside down, they can't get back into their bodies. Mm. So they linger and linger and linger and if it takes too long, they can't return, they end up actually dying. Mm. Interesting. So most of the time when you hear about astral projection and all that it is so sad that we understand these spiritual things more in the demonic realm. It ought not to be so. 
Because right here, Paul is telling you that his body and physical being was somewhere else, but he was present with them, judging this situation. It was a specific situation. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to be there worshiping with you. No, he's like, this thing happened in your midst. It is immoral. It is not right. And you guys aren't addressing it. Rather, you're proud of what is going on. No, gather together, bring that guy right there, and I will be there, present to judge him. That is an mm. active position he's taking in the spirit. Mm. He set the stage ready for his spiritual presence to judge the church. And then it's a whole new dynamics when we talk about judging. Because now you keep hearing, oh, don't judge me. Only God is my judge. Oh, you got to judge. If we truly go into the teachings of judging, it says, when it says judge not, we just hang on to that one scripture. If you read how many scriptures tell you to judge, you'll be amazed. There's just that one scripture, just one that says judge not. And we all go and hang on that. Neglecting all of that. If you lose your ability to judge, you're losing your ability to discern. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.